Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. You're listening to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. This is the ride home. I'm coming home 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 Hello folks and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm Mark Poulos and this is an edition of The Ride Home. So this week I was in Oklahoma City working at the Looney Bin, one of uh, the better clubs out there on the road. Been there many times. I've uh, I started out there about ten years ago and worked my way up from feature to headliner, and it was uh, special, especially fun uh, this time around because I got to work with a good friend of mine, Mike Brody, who we've uh, we've known each other for about fifteen years, and. Uh, just a really close like brother bond so it was fun man you know kind of going over our material giving each other shit and just kind of sharing life as uh married comedians on the road um i would have taped this in the car on the way home but uh, we decided to leave after the saturday show and get home because we both had uh just some marriage stuff going on, you know. He just moved into a new house, and his wife was on doing boxes by herself and kind of wanted him to be home. And obviously, my wife is seven months pregnant with a two-year-old at home, so any seconds I can get home earlier is is a plus for her, so I try to do that as much as I can. And uh, so we drove through the night, and I got to tell you, man, that driving through the night shit is not for an old, old men. That's for young men. <laughs> I used to do it all the time with no problems, you know. But the key for me is I got to get that late nap. And I did not get it on Saturday, which I should have because I took uh, the MC and Mike to uh, one of my favorite places in the world, Rudy's Barbecue down there in Oklahoma City. And we had so much meat in our systems. I don't know how the hell I didn't fall asleep for a nap, but I did not. But... uh the drive home was was tough. I think about three in the morning, I almost drove us straight off the road. Thank goodness for those uh, buzzer strips that they uh, installed, so you don't you know drive off the road now. But it was kind of funny because I guess Brody has problems sleeping, so he took a couple Tylenol PMs to go to sleep, and uh, he was out cold from the minute like uh, we got north of uh, uh, Oklahoma City. And at about 3.30 in the morning when I was just like exhausted from driving, I just had to take like a two-hour nap just to refresh myself. Just pulled off into like one of those uh, oasises on the toll road and parked my car and just kind of kicked the seat back and tried to get a few winks. But Mike, who didn't know what was going on because he was fast asleep, he woke up and the first thing he sees is a brick wall right in front of him. And uh, granted, he kind of lost it a little bit. He was like, Oh my God, why is there a brick wall in front of us? And I'm like, oh, I'm parked. It's okay, Mike. I'm trying to take a nap. And he's like, oh, okay. 
but later on in the day, I guess he, uh, he forgot that even happened. So maybe he was still kind of asleep. So, but it was just a really fun week, man. We, uh, the MC was cool. Uh, I did a podcast with him, which will be out next week. And then me and Mike did a podcast, uh, which will be out this Wednesday, uh, where we talk about our careers and stuff, which was a lot of fun. But it was just like one of those weeks, like the second day that we were there, um, it was kind of a lighter crowd. And me and Mike had spent a lot of time talking about how I'm not the biggest fan of crowd rapping, like just talking with the crowd and making up stuff, which I'm actually pretty good at. It's just like... I don't know. I just, I, I feel like the, the people there came to hear material and not me chat with some idiot in the crowd, but you know, it does help kind of get this connection with you in the crowd. And I, I know it works and, and Brody's a huge fan of it, but we were just talking about how I don't like it. And then it was like the second show he started doing crowd rap, but it was like weird crowd rap. It was like he was making fun of people in the audience, which I don't really see him do that. That like specific, like if somebody's talking to him, obviously come back at him and make fun of him and and take him out, you know, because they're hecklers. But he was making a point to just like point people out in the crowd and say something horrible about them. Like there was one guy who was drinking weird, and he was like, "Hey, you drink weird." He's like, you sound like you're chewing on a hat or something. And I was like, what is he doing up there? And it was weird because it really felt like he was fucking with me. And we've known each other for 15 years, so we fight like brothers. So I wouldn't have put it past him that he was fucking with me. And when he got off stage, um, he sells uh, these, these onesies that has stuff on them. And... I always like joke around about it because I just think it's funny that a comedian is selling baby clothes. It just seems kind of weird. And I don't think it hurts his sales at all, but it just so happened that night I made the joke and then it was, we were just like off to the races, like fighting, you know, I was, I was accusing him of doing crowd rap just to fuck with me. And he was accusing me of making fun of his merchandise. So it would hurt his sales and back and forth. And, Thankfully, it all got evened out because I feel like it was just a huge misunderstanding and I hate that shit. And uh, it was just one of those nights, too. Like, we had that fight and then we went back to the condo and we just kind of sat up and talked about things. And I started asking Mike because he, uh, he does a lot of stuff with the ghost hunters and he's really interested in that, like, spirit stuff and, like, trying to prove ghosts and all that he goes to the haunted hotels and like goes to the haunted areas and like detects and does all that stuff. And it was just a really cool night. Like he was just telling all these stories about his friend that works for the Vatican and, uh, you know, how he is a demonologist and, and he helps spirits move on to the next world. And he sometimes fights with demons and, uh, and poltergeists and stuff like that. And, and it's just so crazy. Uh, cause he'll like go into places and I guess like spirits and stuff will just leave because they don't like him, you know? And there's just like all this crazy stuff about how, you know, there's only a finite amount of demons that are allowed in the world or something like that. And he would go to different parts of the country to perform these exorcisms and stuff. And he would run into the same demons over and over again. And, you know, it's just really 
spooky stuff too sometimes mike was said he was in a room one time and he looked out the window and there was like a, a dark cloaked figure like staring at him and his buddy adam who worked for the vatican was like it's time to go now and just so much like uh spooky stuff but also a lot you know it was weird because it was a conversation that started out with like a lot of despair and a lot of sadness like about the demons and you know the dark energy and the dark spirits like controlling people and and you know whispering in their ears and making them do horrible things and all that kind of stuff because i mean you see some of the shit that's going on in the world right now i mean you, it's hard to not believe that there are dark spirits and dark energies like whispering in people's ears to make them do horrible things you know i mean there was a family here in minnesota not too long ago maybe a couple weeks ago where the father came home from work just like any other day he went and got a shotgun and killed his wife and his two kids and then killed himself and it's just like shit like that you're just like i know things build over time but that kind of shit is ridiculous like what makes a person who's who's having troubles in this world you know who wants to leave which is fine why would they want to take everybody with them you know it's just horrible shit like that you know but then it then the talk because it was funny because i remember there was a point in the talk where i was just like i don't know if i even want to go to bed tonight like i am so fucking freaked out right now you know because it was so many spooky stories and horrible things you know and then there was just like this turn you know where mike was like you know i don't want you to get the feeling that it's all bad he's like there's so much good going on right now he goes i don't want to sound like a, a dumbass or or someone who's off the rocker but he's like i felt the good energies i felt my guardian angels and i felt that and and his friend who works for the vatican said that uh you know the one true constant in this world are your guardian angels like they are the badasses they're the ones that are there to protect it and you know that uh the more you talk to your guardian angels the more you feel a connection with them you know and the more that they are there to guide your life and stuff and i gotta be honest up until that conversation i, I mean i kind of always on a cursory basis like knew that it, that there's guardian angels and the, and they're helping me and leading me but i never made a conscious effort conscious effort to like speak to them you know or talk to them or any of that kind of stuff and it was pretty amazing to like hear mike talk about it and then he gave me a uh, he gave me a prayer that you can actually say daily to connect yourself to your guardian angels and it's pretty cool it's angel of god my guardian dear to whom his love entrusts me here ever this day be at my side to light and guard to rule and guide amen and that was cool man i mean it uh it was weird like i said i was really freaked out after that first conversation and i was just a little spooked out about even going to bed that night because i was like what the hell man um but i tell you this man once i said that prayer like i don't know what it was but just kind of the thought of like, you know, your guardian angels being there and, and just kind of, you know, 
bouncing shit out and, and protecting you from the bad shit and stuff, you know. It's an amazing thing, and I'm glad it's there. And the other cool thing was we were talking about prayers and stuff like that. And I had made a mention that we're going to be naming our daughter, our new daughter that's coming, uh, Francis. Francis Ann. We're going to call her Frankie for short. And his eyes just like went wild. And I said, what? And he goes, he goes, dude, there's, there's a prayer for St. Francis that I say daily. That's like one of my favorite prayers in all the world. And I kind of knew that St. Francis was a saint. And because I looked it up and the cool part about it was that St. Francis was actually the person that invented the nativity scene that we know in Christian and Christmas culture right now. And with as much as my wife and us love Christmas, like it was just a huge thing, you know, <laughs> that there, her name is this connection to Christmas, you know. But there was this amazing prayer that he turned me on to for St. Francis, uh, for my daughter. And it's really cool. Here it is. It's, uh, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O oh, divine master, grant that I may not so seek, much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in this giving that we receive. It is in this pardon that we are pardoned. It is in this dying that we are born again to eternal life. That's just some good shit, man. You know, it's all about, you know, what I get from that prayer is it's so important to give than to receive. You know, that's how you're, you should conduct your life. You know, you should always be asking, what can I do for that person? Instead of asking, what can they do for me? You know, and I think that's what it's all about, man. You know, and the fact that uh, that three comedians, three idiots could sit around a, a condo doing jokes and, and have that deep of a conversation with spirituality and prayer and, and all that kind of stuff. It was just a really, really nice moment that I took from last week. And, and I felt different the next day after that conversation. Like, I just felt more focused. I felt more uh, in touch with things and it was just really nice. And it was a really cool week of like working on material and stuff and, and finding new venues. Like one, at one point I was like doing a show and I just started telling like three stories about my life that I've never worked on as material. And I just started talking and like, they were funny and I found the punchlines in them. And that kind of stuff just gives me so much inspiration to keep writing and keep going, you know. And then Saturday, there was a, like a really special moment because um, Tuesday of last week was my 15-year anniversary of being a stand-up comic. Last Tuesday was 15 years ago was the first time that I did a stand-up comedy show. It was uh, on a Friday um, at the Minnesota Comedy Club in, uh, in Maplewood, Minnesota. And it was the uh, graduation show 
of a class that I took from Scott Novotny, and we were all doing five minutes in front of our friends and family. And I'll never forget that night. I got off stage, and the first face that I saw was my dad. And he gave me the biggest hug imaginable, and he, and he just looked right in my eyes, and he said, you know, you found it, kid. You found it. He said, you found what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. And then he just gave me another big hug and still sticks with me, man. It really does. I, uh, so this last week was just, you know, a lot of ups and downs, you know, and, and Saturday this mom came up to me and she said, you know, it's my daughter's 21st birthday today and we leave, we live 90 miles from here. And I asked her what she wanted to do and she went online and kind of saw what was going on in the, you know, the vicinity. And she saw the Looney Bin Comedy Club and she watched a bunch of your videos online. And she said, I want to go see this guy do stand-up comedy. She's like, so we got in the car and we drove 90 miles here so my daughter could see you do stand-up comedy tonight. And, you know, and then she was, you know, jokingly like, so don't suck, you know. <laughs> and this like, those special things are what keep me going in this business, you know, and, and it's just, it's an amazing thing, man. You know, it's, uh, both me and Mike are sober and married and I felt bad for the MC because here he is, gets to do his road gig with two married sober guys. You know, I, I drink from time to time, but Mike doesn't. And, I don't really drink on the road anymore. Like I feel like it's kind of disrespectful to my wife. She's home pregnant with the baby and I'm out drinking and partying. I just do my job and go back to the hotel or condo or whatever. So this poor guy is like stuck with two married guys who don't party, <laughs> but he seemed fine with it. He was a really cool guy and his podcast will come out next week. So you'll get to hear all the funny, like, coincidences and and things that we had together so but yeah this wednesday will be um mike's podcast and then uh next monday i don't know if i'm gonna do a ride home episode this weekend i'm actually off for the first time ever um so i might skip next week's episode and then come back with the week after um i've got the hard rock casino in sioux city I'm doing a show in Janesville and a show in Sturgis, Michigan. So I can imagine there's going to be some really good stories after that week. But uh, yeah, check out the podcast at, uh, you know, Podbean, Tuner, Stitcher, I, all that jazz, you know. Check out my website, largedrunkman.com, for all my upcoming tour dates for the, uh, for the winter and the, uh, the rest of the fall and into the winter. And uh, yeah, just... Thanks to everybody who listens to this podcast and is a fan of what I do after 15 years, man. I uh, I don't see myself giving this up anytime soon. Every time I step onto stage, I uh, I learn something new and I write something new. And it's just, uh, it's an amazing time in my career right now. I'm just really, really finding my voice and really getting some opportunities that uh, that just, you know, make me smile, man. And a couple quick thanks to... Uh my sponsors, um, leestees.com and kbremodelinginc.com. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. So thank you so much, and uh, tune in next time when we talk about who knows. Who knows?